Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Metallica turned into a circus actor. LA sucks! Can I say something that I think is bullshit? You're a fool, agent. Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Now you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt and smoking hash through the ground. All kinds of shit. Shower filled with women. Sit your ass down, Lara. Shoot a pair of woman's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know. Coming up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> see, he said there's me, but see, and there he is, right there. And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes. Singing along, fucking along, doing this something the fuck along. Here we go. Hey, this is Chris Jericho Fozzi, and you're listening to And Podcast for All. Order me a cheese pizza, damn it! podcast for all i'm shane obershaw and i'm jeff winslow jeff i i have a problem it's good when you can admit you have a problem right yeah i think that's the first step how many steps are there 12 okay i need to go to hpc anonymous hpc any guesses i don't i don't know it's not metallica related the hydraulic press channel on Facebook. Oh yes, has yeah, become that. an obsession like no other, and I cannot look away. It's like a horrible plane crash. You just you can't look away. You got to look. I understand that whole <laughs> obsession thing of like falling into a rabbit hole of things you're interested in. That's I, I totally get it. That's my video feeds and and. Facebook and all that stuff with like anything UFC or MMA related, it's all just like that. So I get it. And it's like you just fall into this rabbit hole of like hours later, you're still watching like the same thing, basically. <laughs> but I get it. I see your post about, you know, UFC and all that good stuff. That's that's a sport. Fair my, enough. But... <laughs> my obsession has become ridiculous because all I'm watching all day is a hydraulic press crush things from around the house. Dude, I love those videos. They're I'm so addicting. I'm obsessed with it. And, and when you think about it, it's the dumbest shit I've ever watched in my 40 years of life. Oh, yeah. The one that you just sent me the other day, I think it was the soap. Oh, God, yeah. They're just... <laughs> they're crushing coins. They're crushing CDs. They're crushing stacks of paper. They're crushing pumpkins. I mean, anything you can think <sighs> of, they're going to crush it. Did you see the one where they're trying to see which crowbar is the strongest? Yes. That one is great. <laughs> And at first, you know, you're just thinking that it's just going to go, it's just going to fly yeah. out of there. I I hate to admit this, but the Hydraulic Press Channel on Facebook, I'm seriously going to admit I've watched probably 
ten plus hours of that. Oh man, that's awesome. It's just constant. <laughs> I used to wake up every morning for the last forty years of my life. Well, okay, thirty five years of my life and, and look at Metallica first thing in the morning. Now it's now off it's the, the hydraulic press channel. <laughs> He said, all right, HPC, saving in favorites. <laughs> the best is the liquid when it goes down in the container and then the shit comes out of those holes it, in the press. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it reminds me of the spaghetti incident from Guns N' Roses. Oh, like the album cover? The Just album cover, all, yeah. All, yeah, everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, now you got me wanting to go watch those videos. I'm going to put this on pause here, and I'm, I'll be back in a few. Metallica is the past. HPC is the future. It's definitely the future. It's taken the world by storm. And just I'm, think, these hydraulic presses have been around for decades. Yeah, but how now, come we didn't think of this? Exactly. And so one day, some guy goes, all right, I'm going to put a bunch of random shit in here. I'm going to post a video of it. And yep. next thing you know, it goes viral. I, I swear, that's everything that either gets... You know, famous viral uh, inventions, whatever it is, you think you you think to yourself after it already happens, you're like, "Wow, that was so simple!" Like I easily could have thought of that, but absolutely. But it's so addicting to watch. I think you should go grab your white zombie and your Ouija and put it in the hydraulic press. And yeah, let's see which one is stronger. I'd love to see the piss caster in there as well. <laughs> if it was actually filled with piss. Okay, Some stale please. urine. Yeah, I know. I'm supposed to go to Fort, Lauder- Fort Lauderdale tomorrow to see Metallica at Hard Rock. I might just stay in the car and watch APC, and th- that might be more satisfying than watching them open up with Whiplash at 67 BPM. And, you know, you'll go in, you'll watch Trivium, because that's an amazing yeah. announcement. I'm pumped. They just announced that today. I'm like, dude, way, way amazing. Yeah, way elevated from, I mean, it was already going to be yeah a good show, but then... I mean, nobody even thought that there was going to be an opener, and then next thing you know, it in comes Trivium, and I mean, Trivium shared the stage with them long ago, so it's cool to see them back on stage with Metallica again. I am so pumped. I'm even more pumped because I will see Metallica tomorrow night, and I will be in my own bed tomorrow night. That's a damn rare thing these days. I know, I know, but he's proud of his town. You know, that's a damn rare thing these days. It is a damn rare thing these days. You know, you could go watch Trivium and then just leave and then on your way home just sync up the HPC videos on the old Tesla. I think you know, so. Throw it on autopilot and you'll really be home in time. What a day. Trivium, Metallica, Hydraulic Press Channel, Tesla's, Southern bed. Florida weather, bed, brother. <laughs> your own bed. <laughs> You're going to be doing some driving tomorrow. We're heading to South Carolina, but we're going to Kentucky, so it'll be about nine and a half, ten hours that we'll drive, and then we'll head to South Carolina from Kentucky the next day, be there for a week and a half or so, and then uh, fly home because we don't want to drive back. So why the hell are you driving there and then flying home? Why don't you just fly both ways? It is 2021, you know, there's air travel to Hilton Head. We normally do, so anytime we travel or go on vacation, we normally fly there and fly back. But Remember in vacation when Ellen goes, I just think it'd be easier to fly. It is way easier <laughs> to fly, and all of us don't mind doing that. But there's certain things you can't exactly bring with you on an airplane when you go on vacation that you can bring when you are driving. Such then, as? Uh, you know things. <laughs> You know, these things. Oh, okay. I, I, I get to where you're going here. You can consume all of it while you're there and then fly home without it. 
Look out for them freeways. Yeah, exactly. Watch those freeways. Dude, you're going to be gone over a week. I'm you you're saying you might be missing in action for next week's episode what blah, for next week's episode? I might, I might not. I guess it just depends on how it works. I'll I'll be back, let's see, next Sunday. You're going to have to phone in like the Bob signal and just see if you can make a connection. I'll have to do a little uh post-show recap or something like that to probably to, to catch up on what I missed over the week. Well, we'll have to talk about Kentucky, what you consumed in Hilton Head, your entire vacation, <laughs> and maybe I'll recap Fort Lauderdale, and I'm also going to Atlanta. Big couple days coming up here if you're a Metallica fan. I think uh, if we don't end up having a guest, which, I mean, we always know that we can count on our loyal Atfa listeners, but maybe it could just be an episode where we chat about some stuff, chat about the week. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Between Lauderdale, Atlanta, Hilton Head, you consuming legal substances, I think that'll give us 90 minutes. I'll just be consuming uh, uh, root beer, that's all. Okay, okay. 1919, I hope. Uh, yeah, I got A&W right now. <laughs> oh, that's that's generic. 19's where it's at. I know, A&W, that's, that's for amateurs. You want to sip up to the big leagues, you got to get the 1919, or even Dad's. Oh, Dad's was classic. Dad's is wasn't it wasn't it called old fashioned root beer? Yeah, and I think Dad's it was old fashioned. It, it was more like that sarsaparilla. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a kid who was like the blue and like the pink can. Yeah, they still have Dad's it. Lo- really? You can still find it somewhere. Yeah, some sometimes if you if you go to some of the the Walmart's, the Walmart's, <laughs> the Walmart. You just, just need to get like you some- said, Japan. Yeah, Japan. Yeah, you just got to get yourself some dads and some big red, and you're good to go, dude. Oh, big red. That's like diabetes in a bottle. You can chew big red. Now, I'm not talking about the gum. I'm talking about the soda. You can chew that stuff. It's got so much sugar in it. Every time you take a swig of that, you can just feel the, the sizzle. Yeah, yeah. It's like taking a sip of like a margarita with too much junk, whether it's salt yeah. or sugar around the rim, and like you're you're crunching it in your mouth. That's big red every time you take a sip of it. Every time you're sizzling big red, you're just thinking in the back of your head, boy, this is not good for me, but it's, it's really good. It's tasty. <laughs> Nothing about this is healthy at all. It'd probably be it'd probably be healthier to have tobacco than big red. I swear, at, at that point you're you're better off with red man than big red. <laughs> <laughs> Red man's like the OG disgusting shit. Oh, that's yeah, that's like what they had in the Sandlot, and they're fucking oh. chewing it, and they go on the fucking whatever ride that is, and then they're puking all over each other. You know my brother; he still rocks the Red Man. Does he really? Yeah, talk about oh. that's like for, that's like Marble Red, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, dude. That's Just he's a cowboy. <laughs> we need to get him some shit kickers and a fucking cowboy hat, dude. He's good to go. You know that badass Camaro he has. Picture him driving that Camaro with a little red man dip in. Yeah, red man, you know, spitting it into the 52 or like a uh, good old Dustin and dumping it out the side <laughs> while he's driving. Our tour bus driver four. just shifts, sh- throws it out the side of the window all down the side of the bus. Oh, that's normal. Whitney hey. will, cl- will clean it. Hey, but you know what? He he would wash it off when we get to the truck stop, so it's all good. Oh, Bill was the Prevo washer. He took pride in that shit. Right. He was like, I'll fucking wash this thing. That's right. We're living on a tour bus. I will wash every inch of this and gladly do it. <laughs> oh, man. He loved that bus. I love that bus, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dude, uh, we're going to Pittsburgh tonight. I, I don't think we've talked to anyone from Pittsburgh, have we? In no. 82 weeks. This is week 82. Yeah, Season Pittsburgh, six, episode PA. five. Nope. Steelers, Penguins. 
pirates. And that's all I got. They don't have an NBA team. I listened to a podcast that has uh, one of the ex-Steelers football players on it, Ryan Clark. does a podcast with a UFC guy named Daniel Cormier. That's what made me think of it when he said the Steelers. I think he he was on the team when they they won the Super Bowl. Ah, the Steelers have never won a Super Bowl. (laughs) I'm starting to think you know more about UFC than you do Kirk Hammett. Holy shit, do you know a lot about this stuff. It's it's I've only scratched the surface of what I talk about on here. Yeah, no, it's kind of it's almost unhealthy how much I know about it now. So you have like a GED in UFC and a master's degree in Metallica is what you're saying. I I would still say I've got the masters in Metallica, yeah, but okay. I, I'm I'm pushing for the masters in in okay others. Uh, we are talking to a fellow tonight, like like no other. The categories and the topics I just have a hunch we're going to touch on. We've We've never scratched in 82 weeks, so I'm very excited about this. Well, let's bring him in, man. I think it's going to be a good conversation. All the way from Pittsburgh, PA. I made that sound like it's 5,000 miles away, but Pittsburgh is not that far. I can't wait to talk to him. Yeah, a little far. You're going to drive past Pittsburgh tomorrow like it's nothing, Jeff. Been there, done that. What kind of car are you rolling in? I don't know what we're renting. I I have no idea what I haven't found out yet. A Fiat for the four of you. Fiat 500 for all four of us. Yep, I think all, so. I, I think it'd be perfect. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Here you go, Mister Larry Levine. What's up, Larry? How's it going, gentlemen? No complaints. Larry, are you a Steeler fan, Penguin fan, Pirate fan, Mario Lemieux lifer? What do we got here? Yeah, Penguin fan for sure. Steeler fan. Uh, I mean, it's not that I don't like them. It's just I've always been more of a hockey guy. Actually, if I was downstairs, it would be filled with pens memorabilia versus all the Metallica stuff around my office. So uh, gotcha. I actually used to work for Lemieux's contract lawyer, and he would pay me and sign Penguins pictures. So my basement <laughs> is just filled with pictures. You know, Paul Coffey, well, Pascal Dupuis. Shit, you know, now that you Sid. said that. Oh, man. Yeah. There we Sid go. the kid, little uh, number 68, Yager. Yep, I have a Yager signed stick and signed rookie card. Um, oh, yeah. damn. I'm very Sad. lucky to... Pens have been good to me. I can well, see yeah. why they're number one then for you. Yeah. I, I thought it's just the rule. About the ice. I thought it's the law that you have to like the Steelers in Pittsburgh, kind of like a Green Bay Packer law. It's, I mean, it's not that I don't like, I'm just not diehard. I'm not a, we're described as Yenzers. I don't bleed black and gold in that gotcha. sense. Like, gotcha. I don't know. I'm just more of a, I'm not an athlete too. I have two left feet. If we would have saw each other louder than life, I would have probably tripped in front of you, Shane. So like, <laughs> Me and sports don't really mesh, and so... Okay, okay. Um, but isn't every yeah. team black and gold in Pittsburgh? They all have the same colors. Yeah, yeah, it's astonishing. Well, I mean, the Penguins were, like, the Steelers are black and yellow, and the Penguins are black and gold, and then the Pirates are black and some other different value of yellow. But, yes, generally all the same color palette. All right, we're just going to say black and fair enough. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> on brand for this podcast. Well, Larry, you're familiar with the podcast for all. You the fan, come on the show, drive the discussion, choose the topics. Episode 82, season 6, episode 5. Just what exactly do you want to talk about, dude? we got a big week coming up here, but what do you want to talk about, Larry? Um, I mean, yeah, the upcoming week sounds good. I can probably talk a little bit about what I have going on. I surely have some different anecdotes um, and 
like piece of history that might be interesting to you guys as far as like just narrative and and sort of from Napster days to now. Uh, I have different things around the room that obviously I think you guys would find interesting from Fade to Black lyrics by James behind me and 87 cassette signed by James. Like there's different. So I'm actually more of an open book. I'm usually better if you guide me. Otherwise, I think you're going to notice like I have a tendency (laughs) to. Uh, I'll say when uh, me and Mike Mueller get together at a festival, it's it's bad news because we're both talkers. So. Oh, Mikey, that's I, I a lot brother. of talking. Motor breath, Mike. <laughs> yeah, so the, the two of us, like, you can't break us up. So I'm definitely a talker, so it might be better if you guys guide me. But assuming you would want, like, how I started out as a fan and then to... I was there. I was just about to say, well, if you want us to kind of help guide you through it, well, maybe we should rewind a little bit, take it back to the beginning and, you know, where it all started. Yeah. So um, about like post black album, pretty similar narrative, like a lot of fans had an older buddy that was starting to get into music. Not that I wasn't into music. I just sort of globbed onto whatever was around me. And it was very eclectic. I had a dad that was um coincidentally friends with the rat pack. So he almost exclusively listened to Sammy and Frank and Dean and all those guys and Barbara Streisand, which was so not my scene um, (laughs) for like the alpha male that my dad tried to be. My mom was all like pop, like Michael Jackson, Elton John. And then I have a brother that's about 16 years older. That was primarily like you two to grunge. Um, So, you know, circa 92, I have this friend that, makes a mixtape off the radio, 105.9 The X, song one's Chair Rock, song two is Self-Esteem, and song three is Enter Sandman. And when it hit the Sleep With One Eye Open, it was like electricity ran through my body. And uh, I was like, what is this? I must find out what this this band is. Um, it talks about these eyeballs, because uh, I was like a horror nerd, like comic nerd like uh, like Kirk. Ran home to my older brother, sang the chorus lyrics, and he handed me a beat-up Black Album CD, um, and it didn't leave my CD player for the next six months. The Eyeball Song. That's what I'm going to refer to Enter Sandman yep. as now. Yeah, my mom was very creeped out. She's like, Larry, why are you why are you drawing all these eyeballs all the time? <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry because about Because I it. just saw the it. Eye of the Beholder single. Right, yeah. So I said, I can see you. <laughs> I like it. From now on, the eye song, Jeff. None of this Sandman shit. Yeah, it's all yeah. about the eye- it's all about the eyeballs. Yep. Uh-huh. For sure. So, uh, uh, ninety six with that same kid. Um, you know, oh, we nice. were probably nine, ten. He was eleven, twelve. There was a two year age gap. Um, we saw Metallica with Corrosion and Monster Magnet. I was just going into sixth grade at the Civic Arena. Um, nice. And, and I almost had like a legitimate heart attack because I was a pretty high strung neurotic kid and, and legitimately thought the stage caught on fire and, uh, my buddy was two of us. winding me up. So yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. I signed that tour with corrosion, but it was just corrosion. No monster magnet. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, the whole, whole evening was interesting because I, I really hadn't dipped into any other metal. It was like a black album in load. So to hear Monster Magnet and COC, it was sort of a punch to the gut. And then, um, right before Metallica came on, you know, the live loudspeakers come on and they're like, guys, things are getting too rowdy. We're going to stop, you know, serving beer. And all you saw was like the metal wrestling 
folding <laughs> chairs that were on the ground around the pit start flying just start fl- literally flying and and what beer people still had also they were throwing so yeah it got chaotic before the boys came out for a minute great first show for sure did they open with so what they did yeah nice. so fucking what nice. and i was like what is this <laughs> and you're like um, why are the house lights on this is not how i pictured them coming out <laughs> yeah yeah and especially that song, like I, I obviously hadn't been exposed to that side of their catalog, and I was like, I don't, I don't, my, my Catholic mother can't know I'm here. She can't. I'm gonna be in so much trouble if she hears about this goat fucking and jizz everywhere and all of it. So you said, but don't worry, it's not actually their song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goats and jizz, it's normal. House lights on. Yeah. This, this is this is exactly what I pictured. Yeah, um, I listened to that when she was out. How many times have you seen him since? So I'm at like 16, 17. Uh, nice. Unfortunately, they have only come to Pittsburgh, I think, three times after that. 97, 04, and then for the World Magnetic. So uh, missed them in 97, caught them in 04 during the Madly and Anger Tour, and uh, was at the World Wire Tour. And then just have caught a couple festivals orion uh louder than life obviously rock and rio i was on stage with them um oh damn so yeah it was uh i feel like all the other shows i've gone to outside of like home shows have spoiled me because something extraordinary has happened at almost everyone uh as a fan orion atlantic city or detroit detroit did you get to see the old dehan set I did that. There's an issue about that. And uh, basically, I I had tried to bribe someone in the fan club to tell me what was going on, because the original narrative was they're going to play in the fan club tent just for the VIP fan club members, just the four of them. They're going to mm-hmm. do a set. And then it flipped to they're going to be over by vans. So uh, my hetero life mate, Steve, really wanted to go see Dropkick. And we were in the Dropkick pit when they were like, Metallica's playing over there, and I looked at him, and I was like, "I fucking told you." Uh, and we still we still bicker about it today. We got over there right after Horseman, which really chapped my ass because it's one of my favorite songs. Um, I'll never let him live this down, and he's probably going to hear this. So you know what you did, but we're still friends. It's fine. We'll move on. We'll move past it. What um, What's his full name? Uh, Steve Crowley. I call him my hetero life mate, like a. James Silent Bob. James, yeah, my hetero life mate. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, Stephen Crowley. Garrett Crowley Fuck after that guy. Hawaii Five O. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I'm Jay. This is my hetero life mate, Silent Bob. I don't know who those kids were, but they would kick yours and Lunchbox's asses if I hadn't represented. I was going to say, which one of you guys is Lunchbox? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be me in my younger years, but I've leaned out. I was more yeah, of a the... snack pack, I'd say, than a Lunchbox. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> We need to have Steve on Jeff and get his version of the story. Yeah, he would he would say, like, I told you we could go over there. It's always the same thing. It's it's fine. I got over it. But I mean, it, we sort of made up for it because while the Chili Peppers were playing, the extraordinary moment happened and we saw one of the Hetfield kids walk out and we were in VIP. So we're like, let's take a lap. And we ran directly into James, like just checking out a car. And uh, we got to bullshit with him for like five minutes casually before he got mobbed. And then he like disappeared. Um, so that was, that was, uh, I sort of let go missing a horseman after we met Hatfield. Um, 
I might let time, so. I might trade in lights and horse to have a five minute chat with James by some cars. I know Jeff would. Oh yeah. yeah. Specifically about gear shifts too, uh, which is pretty interesting. Not those stupid shift knobs, but actual gear shifts. <laughs> yeah, there was like a dragster that literally had a gear shift that was like eye height. And I turned to my buddy or we were talking, we were like, Why why would you do that? So it looks like you're like fisting the air as you're shifting and and James came, like stepped between us and gave us some actual answer. And I was like, Oh, and then he was like, I could see in this kid's eyes something isn't right. I gotta get the fuck out of here. So <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I just, I want to be on you. And he was like, I gotta, yep. Let's get the security guy over here. And then I like muttered something like nervous. I'm like, are these all your cars? Knowing full well, they weren't all his cars. <laughs> and then he just was like, no, that's mine. I, I gotta go. Guy that's sweating more and more every second. Um, so he's like, uh, Larry's a little worked up here. I really got to get going. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. He could just see it in my eyes. Like I said, it's. There was like a fire that was lit. Uh, sure. So. Jeff, if you had one question for James, as he's walking by you and doesn't stop, about automotive, the automotive world, what would it be? And he's already walked away. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to think of what you would ask anybody like that because it's, it's, it's trying to think of something that no one else is going to ask him. You don't want to just say, hey, James, what's your favorite car? Or, right. James, you're so into cars. Why did you buy a Tesla? Or, you know, anything like that. But I know knowing you with James and automotive, to combine those two, that would probably be your go-to question. But on the fly, would you be tongue-twisted or you'd be able to come up with something? I feel like I would be tongue-twisted, but knowing that I was going to some kind of event where there was you know, even a, a possibility. remote chance that I could run into him, I feel like I would have like a couple questions ready to go just in case that situation happened. Because I feel like the moment he would actually walk by, I wouldn't be able to think of something off the top of my head. You'd be like, how come the Grinch doesn't have green walls? Right, yeah. Um, why does is your snake bite your favorite car? Oh, wait, that's not a car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. And he's gone. He goes, yeah, later loser. You must be from Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I want to break the news to our listeners right now that Mr. Larry Levine from Pittsburgh is the man behind the end podcast for all merch that's going to be available very 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 fucking soon larry how first of all thank you yes thank you very much of course yeah you're going to make us a lot of money you you think after 82 weeks jeff and i would already have this thing down and available and you can get a sweatshirt hoodie t-shirt tank top you think we'd already be on this but our lives are a little bit in the fast lane and literally Larry sends us a Facebook message with all these designs, and I forwarded them to Jeff, and I said, well, I think we found our merch guy because this blows anything out of the water that we'd ever come up with. <laughs> oh, you guys, what? I'm blushing. Dude, Larry, the work's awesome. Where, where do you come up with this stuff? And we're going to get into your design stuff later about other things you've done for a lot bigger names than us. Did you just sit down one day and go, Shane and Jeff need a shirt, and damn it, I'm going to do it? Yeah, I mean, like, First all off, I'll say like you you guys got to give yourself permission like eh, COVID, you know, it's it's hard to make stuff in COVID and produce stuff and 
t-shirts and all that and ship and you know we will accept that for the podcast but i mean shane and i have been in a touring band for almost well him over a decade me almost coming up on a decade now and uh you know we have merch and we do that but it's not like we're is you know is proactive with that either so i think it's just a, a an overall consensus of saying that it's time for us to really kick it into gear with this aka yeah. we've been lazy listen it it happens um i i think for me like covid's been sort of a a weird thing so i've had a lot of extra energy and downtime being sort of trapped in uh or or trapped under ice if i'm going to be on brand um so don't tell me you've heard that live i have not i wish i had but okay uh, i'm gonna hear you almost i'm gonna hear yep you are almost deleted i would have lied to you i'm gonna hear that this weekend just for the record jeff Oh, okay. Tomorrow night they're, they're gonna... opening. With, they're opening with Bread Fan. They're closing with Trapped. I knew that was coming. I was trying to beat you to a chain and say Bread Fan. <laughs> it's a small theater. There's only what six, seven thousand feet people feet six or seven thousand feet. It's like I've been at work too much. Right. <laughs> six or seven thousand seats. Something special is going to happen tomorrow night. It's either Bread Fan or Trapped, and when it does, I'm I'm FaceTiming both you fuckers. Mm, I'll, I'll be on the road. <laughs> and when I FaceTime you at 10 p.m., you're going to know exactly what's going down. It ain't going to be like for... for it's not like Frantic at Aftershock. This is going to be a, a live FaceTime call. It's frantic at Aftershock? That's what should have been the live FaceTime call. I didn't have any service, bro. I was underneath I-5. There's no, no tower there. Too much concrete. <sighs> Look out for them freeways. <laughs> Larry, thanks again for the shirts. I, I'm going to tell our listeners right now that in the next week, week or so, it's going to be, be available. But even more importantly, tell us your connection to some pretty high-profile metallic items that you've designed, made, showed them. And it sounds like you've even had some meetings about this with some pretty higher-ups in management and HQ. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll share, obviously, what I can. Um, sure. So... And also, I, I feel like I didn't really give you guys the answer. So I think a lot of the stuff that I've been creating lately has been FOMO because I can't go to shows as a result of my day job. So a Saravan logo, some some sketches for New York Attitude. And then cool. I don't know, when listening to the podcast, something struck me and I was like, you know what? These guys need an authentic justice styled lettering logo. Um, and then when you guys sort of when anybody feeds into my creative energy, it just gets worse. It's like feeding gizmo after fucking midnight. Like, <laughs> shit. I mean, you saw I got wet and I multiplied. Oh, I don't. We probably want to cut I got wet out of this. But you oh, got no, it. Oh, that's, no, that's Stan. <laughs> Classic Larry. We don't um, cut stuff, man. That one's for you, Mom. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, yeah, I just sort of got on this kick over the last week of just sort of like making... Metallica stuff and I think it's also sort of related to your next question because I just have sort of nervous energy of, of all the things in the work so point of origin I meet the guy in 2018 backstage at Baltimore at the time I was working for uh, I'm a professional creative director and, and graphic designer so I design logos and websites and you know work for a bunch of uh, like big commercial brands and clients by day um, originally got into graphic design thinking I was going to make like skateboards and soda cans and gig posters. I made like a single gig poster and a, and uh, I think one skateboard. So I'm going to meet the guys and 
everybody sort of around me is pressuring me. Like you, you got to make something you've been since high school drawing James Hetfield on the back of your notebooks and doing screen prints, of their faces from the black album. You got to do something. And I had this one designer, her name was Leah. That was really pushing me like, just make them something. So I got the idea to do my first guitar picks were the, these geometric portraits. I gave them to all of them backstage. It went well. And then, and then it became sort of a thing with said hetero life made in a group of friends that go to Metallica shows with me. Um, so is this a meet and greet or like a hardwired experience? Hardwired experience. Okay. So, so all I, four I, of them see your work. Mm-hmm. I actually, okay. it was really weird. We won tickets to the rehearsal. So Steve and I went to the rehearsal. James wound up talking to me about macaroni and cheese on the, now that we're live Facebook event, it was really sort of weird and quirky. I like mac and cheese. Met them. Yeah, it was it just so, so random. I sometimes watch that clip and just get a little verklempt. But, uh, Noodles, Jeff, or the old school shells? Oh, I mean, you got to have, like, you know, the traditional, but, I mean. I like the shells. I can do it's shells. Like I, can do, I, I can do some Velveeta <laughs> shells. Ooh, Velveeta, getting really technical. Hey, there we go. Now you're talking. It's the cream. It's that extra cream. Um, <laughs> I've said wet and cream. I'm doing really good. Oh, I should man. probably plug my company at the end of this, too. Um, so <laughs> give them the picks. Like, you know, I didn't totally geek out or freak out. Like, I, I, I had made up in my mind that I wasn't going to be that guy, right? Like, just shook James's hand, said, I made these. You guys have inspired me, you know. Your lyrics have moved me. Lars was very Lars about everything, asking me all these things about Pittsburgh. And he has actually ties to the Penguins and the Penguins ownership. So he was like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We might be coming to Pittsburgh if we can figure this out with the stage situation. Apparently there was like liabilities there with the one hardwired stage and the way they had to hang stuff with, you know, the new arena that was just built in, in Pittsburgh, the baseball stadium and, I say it's new. It's probably like 15 years old, but the city still calls it new. Um, Kirk geeked out. Rob wanted to throw him. So then next show comes around and everyone's like, so now what? What are you going to do? What's your next move? So I do those picks. Those picks wind up getting a little bit more exposure. A set goes to Ken Lawrence because I had to get permission. Those were based on the Carl guitar. Um, And then from there, like once the fans got a hold of it and I met like Mike and Bidwell and um, actually one of the guys I feel like I absolutely have to mention is a gentleman by the name of Mike Vickery that bought my Iron Cross. I met Mike. Mike sort of started to introduce me people within the Metallica family, Val, Jason Garkowski, uh, the, the Swedish Vikings, Glenn and Ola, some of the OG heads, Joe and, and Aaron and the Saravan. And right. so Mike decides that like ahead of S&M, he wants to fund Larry Levine products. And Mike and I wind up doing like this whole pack of pins and patches and guitar picks. And we were passing them out at Tommy's joint. If you knew to look for us. So then it sort of continually snowballed out from there where it was like, okay, now I'm going to do um, like every year I'll do myself eventually leading up to, this year's black album faces, which include the Robin and the cliff, which, um, you know, there's some, some things happening there. Uh, and then the Papa hatch pin, which you can see on my hat and actually turned up on James's white snake bite, which I saw for the first time at, at louder than life. 
I was just going to say it louder in life. When I saw the white snake bite, I couldn't tell from where I was what was on there. But, you know, a couple of days later, you see the pictures on Metallica.com. And then a post from you pops up. I'm like, yep. did Larry make that pin that they put into the body of the snake bite? It was like, sure as hell did. And and you saw that live. You had no idea that was happening. Yeah. So it, it was really ironic because my wife. So in COVID, I just sent to to HQ blindly when when I made them. And, and also, there's a little bit of a story there. Like I said, I'm like, Mike, Mike's the best guy. There's always a story. So when James went into rehab, I, I obviously took it really hard because he's been, you know, a mentor and, and just I've, I've had mental health struggles and stuff. So I was generally worried. So I wanted to my whole mission with all the products I've made is to sort of give back, make things that the fans love, you know, sort of the That's same awesome. mentality, make things that I would want as a fan that maybe the guys aren't, aren't producing. And um, right. ironically had a meeting with one of the guys, merch companies and told them this. And I said, uh, it sort of also makes me sick as a fan that like we're, we're leeching off our own, like the reselling of the posters and some of the memorabilia and the, to fund the Metallica trips. And you know who you are. Like, it's not what we're about. It's not what the band is about. You don't, you don't feed off your own. So like when I sold my IC to Mike, I didn't make a dime off of it. I sold it to him for sure. what I bought it for. And so, you know, my whole thing also was to like create and give stuff away to sort of, sort of combat that. Right. Um, and it's, it's just sort of, you know, worked out and I've had some issues. Like I've definitely tried to skirt and, and so the system and, and, you know, get attention earlier on again, not for aggrandizement and not to be, you know, a Metallica fan artist and famous and all this stuff. And, you know, so the Hetfield pin is interesting because again, when he went into rehab, I talked to a couple fans, I talked to Jason and Mike and I said, I really want to do something for James to show him that we're behind him. And it's not about James is James from Metallica. It's about James is James, the person. And, just take care of yourself. So I came up with this idea to use the Ross Halfren print of James's belt buckle that inspired my version of the pop H we were going to do a limited edition auction of a hundred pins. All the money was going to go with all within my hands. And then we were also going to do like a day of giving with a lot of the chapter heads that I was supposed to lead and organize to go and work at a shelter. And the pin went to Q prime. The pin went to Vicky and, and supposedly Lars reviewed it and, I got this email back of, wow, you know, now's not the right time. We don't want to shine a spotlight. James would like to, we're all moved by the work that you've done, but we want to just keep it quiet. So I sat on it. And then when, when COVID hit, I was like, I just need to fucking, I can't see them. I need to make stuff. So the pins came first to the faces uh, that actually just started out of another project that I was messing around with. They were originally supposed to be guitar picks and I had planned to give them out at the black album anniversary that was supposed to happen. Um, and then the modified version of the James pin, which actually was like me sort of tweaking, stylizing. And then I tried to mesh actually pieces of James's JH monogram on his headstock into my version. So make the pin, send it to HQ, you know, again, no wankery over James Hetfield, the, the, guitar god and lead singer metallica it literally was just hey james i made you these they're for your vest i hope you like them l no return address to wow. zach and it winds up on his guitar at louder than life dude that's amazing um, 
and and I think I messaged you about this, Shane. I don't know if you knew, knew this, Jeff, but uh, my wife and I are staying at the Omni, and we uh, just do a stroll about in Kentucky. And I'm a little bit of a carmudgeon. I mean, I'm definitely appropriately named Larry because, much like Larry David, I'm like a miserable old fuck in the <laughs> body of a 35 year old. I'm like, oh my, my feet hurt. I just want to go back and get a croissant. And we go back and go to the pool, and uh, I sit down and. This guy just has weird fucking energy and makes a beeline for me. And he's like, hey, brother. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? And he's hands me his phone and there's a picture of Headfield on it. And he's like, you just missed James. He was here at the pool. Um, and I was this wearing this, this hat and Metallica web and a Metallica Louisville. shirt the Thursday before okay. they came out. So gotcha. had I run into him at the pool, it would have been a really interesting conversation, you know, wow. in this hat for him to be like, Hey, yeah, uh, like, where the where'd fuck did that you get come that? from? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a and funny thing you ask. Yeah. <laughs> Missed him by that much. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I I, uh, I thought I sent you guys the Pop H pin. I'm, I'm not the best with who I send what, but I had a couple extra at Louder Than Life that wound up going to, you know, a handful of Edgar and Randy and Jose Mangan. And so I'm, I'm sorry I missed you, Shane. I owe you, you guys Dude. a couple pins. Don't worry about it. You know, I don't know how much you can talk about this. When you sent Jeff and I the the black album face pins with with Cliff and Rob, I'm like, this is not only a home run. This is a grand slam. Obviously, you know, and our listeners know that we wanted to give them away, and then the the breaks got put on that project. Can we can we plan on giving those away someday? Are we are we planning on seeing those in a store somewhere, or what's what's the update with them? Because that work is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, so um, long story short is someone uh, in the family passed them along to someone connected to the camp, um, nice. and there was general interest and support for the Black Album pins. Uh, I think it's you know not news that the guys had their own set of pins that wound up coming out, so naturally that didn't exactly line up with, I think, what this connection and, and you know what I would have liked to have seen happen, and uh Definitely have gotten some really cool feedback. I know even Jose was like, I can't wait to show this to Rob and, and Ty and stuff like that. Um, so there have definitely been additional com- conversations. Uh, nothing sort of officially moving forward yet. Uh, I, I think it's safe to say that um, I have been working with an offshoot. I wouldn't call it directly Metallica, but let's say it's a a related brand still under the Metallica umbrella, um, but doing specific designs for them and their new merch line and some things that are coming out. So I'm, I'm hoping here soon I'll be able to officially announce and not be so cryptic. And then we can figure out what to do with that, that pin inventory, but it's sort of until we decide uh, there, there's also um, I think what I can also say and, and be extremely vague in the worst way is um you know, I've made a lot of stuff. So there was part of the conversation of cool. You made these black album pins. What else you got? Um, what else have you done for the guys? And, and what's your game? Right. 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 So uh, like that was the part that was sort of make or break is, um, you know, I think much like Wolf skull, Wolf Jack skull and, and, uh, Luke priest and some of the, the gig poster artists, it's all through property right now, property merch. So, I've been talking to Property Merch UK, which handles this specific offshoot. So everything has to go through them and then go through management. So 
their first question is, what's your end game? You know, are you trying to manufacture and get rich off the Metallica name? Are you trying to license this stuff and have your own store? Or are you just a, a fan that tripped and fell into this and won the lottery? And I'm like, kind of the latter. Like, I, sure. I made this shit out of love. And, you know, just to the point where, you know, I was sort of getting exhausted with it. As much as I'm a Metallica fan, it was like, I feel like I've done all I can do. Uh, you know, I just some. finished my black album. Like I, I need to go and write load and maybe take some time off. Um, <laughs> you know, what's you amazing is dude, the, the first of all those stories, Jeff are phenomenal that you're producing this yourself. You're, you're creating it. It's all in, in my opinion, OG might, some people might say, yeah, but you're using the material. No, it's you. It's your creative process. It's, it's all you. And then I think it sucks that there's this many avenues that you have to go through to get your stuff across. But then again, I have to think, dude, you're literally working with the biggest band in the world right now and you know, corresponding with them probably on a weekly basis. And how cool is that? It's it's definitely living the dream and, and they've been like everybody's been so respectful and helpful and, and you know, that's also why the things are sort of off social right now. It's also about protecting sure. me, my IP, my brand and um, you know, the thing that might chuckle that I haven't shared the, the most is, you know, I, it's I'm probably a more ironic fan to do bootleg merchandise, if you want to call it that, considering I was one of the people that got hit with a cease and desist in the Napster days. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy 180. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whoops. In seventh grade, my dad really loved getting that from their legal team. Um but so. I, Dad, I just really wanted I disappear. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I think they said I had over twelve hundred bootlegs on my on my gateway computer or something like that. So, yeah. Did they? And, um, so they send a letter to your house, knowing that was your account. I've never talked to someone that got a letter about this. This is I want to get into this. Yeah. So, um, again, story there. Uh, my dad was like a, a pretty well-connected guy, lucrative business guy, and and had a friend that had an internet company in the days of like AOL and Netscape Navigator. It was like a small startup, right? Hell yeah, um, baby. AOL dial-up, Jeff. Oh, yeah. here we go. So, <laughs> and, and they had a cool name. They were called Stargate. They eventually went up getting bought out by Earthlink, but my dad had all their servers in his attic. So... People had dial up. I basically had a server farm in my dad's house. So wow, That's, I would that was ahead of the times. Albums in minutes, and and I thankfully had a friend that you know. Again, we were file sharing in FTPs pre Napster, so I already had a bunch of bootlegs from Audio Galaxy and doing peer to peer sharing because I was a I was a nerd. I was on computers and. Thankfully, this owner of the Stargate company sort of mentored me because I had an interest in graphic design early on. And 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 as a favor to my dad, you know, sort of got me into computers and drawing on computers and, you know, being tech support for the Internet company and, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I download however many. And my dad's like, what are you doing in there? And I'm like, I'm downloading music. And he's like, I... He, he also at the time was in litigation for like a massive embezzlement for this business that he invested in. Wow. So he was very like sort of gun shy about getting legal notices and depositions and shit like that. And so, um, so he opens the mailbox and he's like, God damn it, Larry, your name is so fitting. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dad, I'm in damn seventh it, grade. Bethany. I'm fucking, 
<laughs> 12 years old, I'm not going to jail. Um, actually, my first response was the worst because I actually was like, Dad, I see this as a good thing. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? This in no way can be a good thing. And I was like, but if I go to court, Lars Kirk and James will be in court. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. He's like, I hope you do go to jail. And it and nothing came of it. At least you know? my dad would have said, you're a fucking dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Larry's like, but this is my meet and greet chance, Dad. Yeah, it's my meet and greet. All mm-hmm. I had to do was do something illegal. It's the easiest way. Just a little Judge Judy Setty. That's a great meet and greet. Yeah, yeah, they're going to Judy's. You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judith Scheindlin. The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This I'll take what I can get, you know, as a fan. I just feel like I'd be, it would be weird the whole time. I'd be like waving at them and winking and. So when you wrote the letter, did did your old man say, "All right, delete the twelve thousand songs and move on, kid"? Oh yeah, he took everything away from me. He, I, oh, I wanted to keep the letter. He's like, "I'm taking this to to my lawyer." And then, ironically, it went the other way because in six months it all sort of dissolved. And um, and then I tried to convince him to send me to S and M one, and he's like, "Dude, you're you're literally thirteen. I'm not no." How much are tickets? Fifteen hundred dollars. Go fuck yourself. No. Boy, Larry was motivated at a young age. Yeah, I think I'm one of the, hard. I just dawned on me one of the coolest things to ever have signed by Lars would be that cease and desist letter. <laughs> Can you imagine coming to a meet and greet with that, Jeff? Here you go, Lars. Um... Can you make uh, it out to me? Since it's legally made out to me, right, right. Can you can you sign this here? Um, yeah, I stole from you back in the day, but I'm here now, and you know how much money I had to pay to get this meet and greet. So come on, come on. That would be a badass item framed. I would I would dig if someone had that. That would be pretty cool. God. In my jail cell, it's just yeah. signed by all of them. Then it's time I disappear. <laughs> I do, uh, I do have something that sort of rivals that. I might not have that, but I do have some of their Salesforce contracts from my last job. So, Dude, I don't know if any of them are signed by Lars, but people in management and stuff like that. Isn't Salesforce worth about thirty billion dollars now? It's something insane. Yeah. What'd you do for them, Larry? So um, my last shop. Uh, was an e-commerce agency and they built, um, they migrated Metallica to Salesforce. They built Metallica.com. They built the Met store. Oh, wow. um, and then they built nugs.net, which is where they stream all the Metallica live, right? Stuff. So, uh, and that engagement ended right before I came there and, and wow, didn't go well. So it was very ironic that I'm like interviewing in this room with all the Metallica stuff in Metallica and like the CEOs are cringing about it because it just, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it went exactly uh, as you guys would probably expect when Lars is like the primary stakeholder and didn't tell anybody at HQ that he was doing this. So a oh, um, little important information that was left out. Yeah. You know, typical, typical stuff gets an idea in his head and just runs with it. So. So it sounds like you can hack into the Met store to get Jeff that St. Anger ugly sweater. <laughs> I asked. It's funny. I was like, as soon as I got there, day two, I was like, what about this uh, 
this Metallica account. We have uh, files that you can transfer IT. And uh, I got them the day before I resigned. Ironically, I have all the working like web design files for Metallica.com in the store. Um, oh, really? And they are pitched to Metallica, the contracts, like all the documentation. Um, and then the sales guys begrudgingly sent me um, pics because they had to go out to HQ regularly. I feel like... Uh, you know, for you, Shane, our director of engineering um, got to actually play the purple kit that they recorded Hardwired on. And, wow, uh, you know, cool. Lars came to the kickoff and came to a bunch of meetings and they went to, you know, Mark, the CEO of Salesforce house with Lars. But, you know, it, it's again, it's not great when you're doing a technical migration and the primary stakeholder is Lars Ulrich and his best friend is the CEO of Salesforce. You know what I'm saying? Like that's uh, yeah, no that's the doubt. ultimate like, you know, phone a friend there. So, uh, um, they did great work. It's just the relationship didn't continue once the sites were done and delivered and launched. And uh, you know, gotcha. it was just a lot of a lot of man hours because it was right ahead of the Worldwide tour. I think they launched the new site, so it was you know, wow, that's cool. uh, impossible deadline sort of thing. But um, gotcha. you know, very cool to sort of unfortunate because one of the one of the promises to me was i was supposed to get to hq at some point they were like when we go out to visit you know nintendo and some of the other clients on the west coast we'll hook you up with vicky and tony and get you over there and get you a tour and COVID hit and then i quit and i hate that that rhymed <laughs> and then you're like that's what i get for having my name be larry it's just fitting yeah yep <laughs> so someday someday i'll worm my way there those are stories that we've never heard in 82 weeks. Oh, where, absolutely. Where else are you gonna, that is, even though it's a, a depressing, <laughs> somewhat failure, fucking amazing. So, Larry. And he has the files from the fucking website. That's like blueprints to our favorite site. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Larry, are you planning on going to the 40th? I don't think I can. I, uh, like, as, as part of. Um, some of the new creative endeavors, I've stepped out on my own and started my own business. And mm -hmm. I'm actually in the midst of working for National Geographic right now and wow, wow. some other big clients that like, you know, my contract extends right up until the 40th. So it's going to be, it would put my projects in jeopardy. So hey man, work comes first. Yeah, but unfortunately, National um, Geographic could really use some photos of the Golden Gate Bridge in the third week of, September, of December. Yeah, I've also tried to, you know, sneak that they could use some new voiceover, maybe someone a little more gruff gravel, uh, you know, for some of the documentary films, which is the other side of that. You house. said but, uh, I, I took some picture of these wild Metallica fans roaming out and about <laughs> with long yeah, necks I mean, and huge earrings. <laughs> I feel like with the crab walk, I could sell Rob as a primate if I oh, photoshopped easily. it and darkened it right, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, he's he's like a, a crustacean primate. Yeah, like in the air. Yeah, he crab yeah. walks. He fucking he 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 does these monkey things. He does karate noises like a karate man. I mean, he's got it all. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff's all about the porn stash. Yeah, yeah. When he brings back the thick ass porn stash, then we'll be talking. I'm I'm pro that. I like that, and maybe some mutton chops. Maybe like an ombre. You know, like a Western. <laughs> now we're gonna cowboy hey, Rob. We're gonna we're gonna have to get him a fucking uh, uh, a wool poncho and a fucking sombrero. Now you're going right where I was thinking. Maybe that's the tequila. 
yeah. black and tequila logo. Black is and tequila in it. Yeah, it's Rob riding Tequil, a fucking donkey tequila. or a mule with a fucking poncho in the sombrero. It's gold. I, I, I already have it, Larry. Well ahead of you. I know you're creative, but I got you beat. T squared. Trujillo tequila. Hmm, TT. Killed it. Got this. Hmm. I'm going to work some stuff up. I'm, I'm thinking like... Down I'll give Captain you 3%. Morgan. Jeff and I are taking 97 yeah. Perfect. Sounds like an even split. So just like the shirts. <clears throat> yeah. Um <laughs> while we're talking about the fortieth, we're gonna move into in voting for all. And this oh, damn. this week we're fifty five minutes in and I already forgot about it. Right. And well in this week Shane thought that we were moving into Saint Anger, but we're not quite there yet. Well last week was Garage Inc. So what do we got? So I mean there was a few songs that came out in between Oh, yeah, Ja Rule. Inc. Yeah, exactly. The Garage Inc. and the St. Anger record. So I only thought it would be fitting to include some of those. So on Voting for All tonight, we have Human versus Disappear. Oh, snap. You want me to pop off? You want me to start this? I would go Human. You go Human? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It's been a 20-week countdown. This is like five or six weeks to go. I haven't even looked at the calendar. I'm going to say six weeks to go. Pick your favorite of the rare songs you want to hear at the 40th. Jeff, can I just vote for both? I mean, yeah. I mean, we want to hear both, but, I mean, we had to get kind of the weird late 90s songs in there. I don't want to say weird. They're not weird. It's just, you know what I mean. All right, Larry says he's going with Purify. We got that on the record. Purify. Purify in the table song. Purify. I, love, I like I love, Purify I love how you pure matchup. Purify. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I love how you call it the table song. You don't even know what the hell it is. No, it's like honeybee or something. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> the View? <laughs> <laughs> that's a television show, I think. Oh, that's a song, bro. I heard it at, the, at Fillmore. Never heard of it. Larry, you're going with human. I am sticking with it. Final answer. Fine. Jeff Winslow. I'm gonna have to go with my gut here. What? What's my choice? Yeah. By the way, Bob Rourke sent us a sample of what you've been looking for for 82 weeks. Oh yeah. Lars on who wants to be a millionaire? Yes, I know. He sent me it earlier on Facebook, and I was gonna message him back. I was in the middle of something. I didn't even listen to it. He just said, "Here's that gut sample." And at first, first thing I thought of was like, "Is this a horror movie thing?" Because obviously, Bob's really like gut. But now that you say that, and then I remember, so I'm gonna have to message him back and give him two big thumbs up. My gut tells me it's Lily Tomlin. God tells me it's Lily Tomlin. Of course he found it. That dude finds everything. <clears throat> yep. Golf clap. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm going to go with Disappear. Wow. And you know it's crazy. I not think you said that. You know what's crazy is I've heard that song live too, and I'm still picking it. <laughs> you dig that. When we play that live, you're always just pumped. I don't know what it is about that song and you know me normally I try to stray away from just like oh like one of my favorite songs is this you know super mainstream radio hit but there is just something about that song that I've always loved and I still love to this day. Powerful. Yeah. And I love I love Human. I think it's a great song and I'd love to hear it because I've only played it once but without the orchestra it's going to be a little lackluster and I'd rather hear I'd rather hear Disappear. I've heard Disappear too many times. I love playing Disappear live, 
but since I haven't heard human, I got to go the human route. Fair enough. Fair enough. Coming up for. I don't know how this one is going to go on the vote because I don't know. I can't wait for the split screen Instagram vote. It's going to be a cello and then it's going to be Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise? Yes, it has to be. <laughs> yep. On that plateau for the video. Jason getting pushed around by Weebles. Oh no no no! We can't. Weebles. <laughs> we we can't we can't show any of those guys. When you've got someone as pretty as Tom Cruise, you show him. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so Jeff, what if they tweak? Uh, what if they tweak human like they did frantic and sort of dush it up a little bit? I mean, breathe some new life into it. It's not that I don't want to hear that song. It's I I don't know. I feel like unless they come out with an orchestra, then it's just not going to be the same. We've played that song before, and it was great. I loved playing it live, but there was just something It missing. sounds thin. And it's it's almost like it. when we play Outlaw, which all of us in the band absolutely love playing that song, but it is so hard to play that song without all of the orchestra in the background. Fair. That makes sense. Even when, you're, even when I'm playing Outlaw... I'm singing some of the string parts just to know where I'm at in the song. That's what's weird about that. It's like, I know the layout of it, but that orchestra is more key parts than the guitar parts. Man, you're a drummer. It's supposed to be the bass parts, just not on Clover. (laughs) People are probably shocked to learn right now that I barely have any bass in my monitor. Isn't that isn't that weird? People, the drummer and the bass player, like they're supposed to follow each other, but we're all kind of no, we're all we don't we're all kind of unique in our own way. I you have my side of the stage that you can basically whisper on because it's so quiet, and then you've got seventy percent of my mix is lead guitar. I was just about to say you've got yours a with, little rhythm, and I have to have vocals to know where I'm at in a nine minute song. And you have your kick drum in there too. Well, that's a given. But when people hear, hear the drummer doesn't have bass in their mix, they're like, "How do you guys even?" play and i'm like it's been that way for 12 years bro when you get used to it you just get used to it you don't hear bass on records and i go <laughs> off of <laughs> well in all fairness in all fairness metallica is a metal band and it's not like yes they're not a band they're not an r&b band where the the drums and the bass drive the whole entire band you know what i mean not that metallica is that the drums don't drive it but it's obviously much more riff driven and vocal driven than it is drums and bass i know where i'm at in a two-hour show based off of lead guitar parts and the vocal line if i don't have both of those things there are certain songs where i'm like i don't know if i'm in verse one or verse three (laughs) because i need i need some down picking from jeff and i need chris's vocal bass would just add to more confusion oh man you would hate you would hate having to do my job when i walk around that stage ever since i went di'd you can kind of you can kind of hear me on pizzle side but i walk over there and it's like basically nothing i'm just like well good thing i know where i'm at in the song because i can hear everybody you know i'm standing right in front of chris and pizzle stuff and it's just blasting in my face but yeah it gets a little interesting but i feel like i'm so used to it now that it'd almost be hard to go back you kind of feel like Larry making merch for a podcast for all going, well, I haven't heard from you guys. I don't know where the hell you are or what the hell you want. <laughs> they don't see me. They know I'm running up on stage, but they can hear me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
You must be a Steeler Penguin fan, Jeff. Oh, man. Hey, I liked Jerome Bettis and Ben Roethlisberger. They were great people. They're my friends. Jerome Bettis, I forgot the that bus, name. The bus, man. I forgot yep. that name. Yep. Heinz Ward. We had a couple. Oh, dude, Ward. Palomalu, yes. that hair. Palomalu, that hair and the and the all the defense. I mean, Pitt, I a little football. Pittsburgh's always had a pretty powerhouse of a, of a football team. Ben yeah. the Raper. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had he to just hang down. It wasn't rape. He just hung dong in a hallway. It was fine. Right. Oh, okay. yeah. Just like there was there was pointing. Just like Dave Ellison. Like he was like, man, she was only twelve when I started talking, but she's eighteen now. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So what's the problem? <laughs> can, can I think you just illustrated my point about the Steelers and the? It was the, only on so, the internet. <laughs> so Shane, I'm going to clarify. I was a DJ in a nightclub at in our like drinking district, and there's a perfect way to illustrate the Steelers versus the Penguins. Hangs dong, and then you're like, "Where's Sidney Crosby at right now?" And he's like helping a crippled kid become a goalie. So, hands <laughs> <laughs> oh, for man. life. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. I'm Chris Hansen. Welcome to Pittsburgh. He thought he was going to spend the day smoking pot with a 13 year old girl. Instead, he's spending it with me and the police. There's something you need to know. Is there cops? There's know. something you need to know. Please. I'm Chris Hansen. No, you're not. Is it? No, you're not. Yes, I am. Please let me go home, guys. Sir, guys, it'd be best if you went out of the door. No, because I'm going to get arrested. I know it's going to happen. Sir, I really can't afford to do this. I can't. I'm really not here for any malintent. I really can't. Please do not. Look at the chair. I really just want to. Please let me go home, guys. I'm going to get arrested going that way. Please. No, I can't. I can't. I won't. Please. can't go this way. Please, man. Guys. See, exactly. hockey's, yeah. hockey's that pure sport. Hockey is like how the UFC <laughs> is, honestly, where they don't let all of the bullshit of the world come into their sport. They just keep it to the sport, and that's it, where it's like football, baseball, basketball, you name it, like the rest of them. It all has become like this popularity, political, you know, just whatever yep. stance you want to. If it's if it's not mainstream, then it doesn't, it doesn't fit into their world. And I still... I still follow it to a certain extent, but it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to keep up with that. And so I, I can see why he would be a hockey fan because there's no bullshit. It's just straight to the sport. UFC is rigged. Yeah. 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 UFC is just like <laughs> WWE, man. Totally. <laughs> it's a McMahon business. Yeah. Yeah. McMahon secretly owns it. Dana White's just a front. <laughs> oh yeah. I know these things. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I forgot to say, in voting for all, polls open Thursday morning, closing late Thursday, Friday. No! Dude, I'm going to like hit delete because I can't talk tonight. That's all right. People will love it. Polls open early Thursday morning, closing late Thursday night with results on Friday. I, I can't say go do the right thing because Disappear and Human are, are both the right thing. Right. This one isn't. If, if you're fast enough to click Instagram at the same time, maybe both of them will count. We'll, we'll find exactly. out. Exactly. This isn't a do the right thing, people. This is just a do the right thing, people. <laughs> so if there's a tie, they just have to play both, I'm assuming? Yeah, that works. Yeah, if works. we can get it 50-50. Oh, God, yeah. If we can get a direct 50-50, and open with bread there fan. we go. Yeah, open with bread fan, close with trapped. So last week was... Garage Inc. This week was Disappear Human. Are we getting Saint Anger next Saint week? Saint no? Angry is next week. Okay, because time's ticking here. We we're running out of room. Hey, you know what? I'm not gonna give. 
the songs away, but just to give everybody a little preview because I know they're probably anxious. We got Saint Anger, and then we'll have Death Magnetic, and then we'll have Hardwired, and then we have two weeks that are what Wild Card. It's not from an any album. Wild it's, Cards. Wow. It's uh, it's just you're just gonna have to wait and see. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> I am excited. It'll be fun. Larry, we didn't mean to hijack your episode. What else do you want to talk about, sir? I mean, I feel like we ran the whole gamut of all the Metallica stuff, the stuff I have in we the have. Works. This has become like a, a merch episode, a 40th episode, well, a Pittsburgh episode, a Ben in the Hallway rape episode, and I love it. Be- mm-hmm. Before you run away from us, Larry, we do have to know, since you're such a huge Metallica fan, what is that one song that should not be? I, I mean, you knew, uh, you knew the dreaded. I was going to say, I knew you knew the dreaded question was going to appear. Anybody that comes on the show and listens to the show knows that we have to hit our guests with that question because nobody wants to answer it. Everybody wants to jump to purify or something off of Saint Anger, and we've kind of out. But there's Saint Anger stipulations, right? Now. We've kind of outlawed that. So now, let's uh, let's see what you outlaw torn that. Um, yeah, I feel like my answer is going to be controversial. Good, uh, good. I like, like this. I'm, so I'm going to take this line of if it was put on an album, the guys felt like it was worth recording. I'm just going to leave it be because it has its place in history. The song that I would actually say should not exist is Disposable Heroes, the acoustic oh. version. Oh, okay. Okay. You redeem yourself. You redeem yourself. The acoustic version, not the album. Ver- like. I'm not Jeff. Ju- Jeff just flatlined for a second. I could see yeah. the screen. Oh, I would never. I'm not gonna lie. I think I would have been more excited had he picked disposable though, because I was like, Jeff might murder you. I think people think that we want to hear like, oh yeah, you're gonna pick fucking Ronnie, or you're gonna pick this. Like, like we want to hear that. I, I I don't know what you know. Everybody's got their songs, you know, that they just they'll skip over and. You, you did save it there with the acoustic, but I'm not going to lie. Had you said disposable, dude, uh, fucking Loudwire might have posted something about that one. Oh, they could have. <laughs> I, I could never, would never, like, my my favorite, some of my favorite songs are the more thrashy. Like, I definitely came prepared with master albums and, and all that stuff just in case. Um, I could never do that. Disposable is, like, one of the greatest, like, thrash songs and. I just feel like they sort of ripped the heart out of it with the acoustic. As much as I want to like it, even with Blackened a little bit, it's like some of the songs I like the adaptation and some of it it's like, and especially now that they're doing acoustic, electric, you know, disposable, it's just like, just leave it be. It was a beautiful baby as is. Just leave it be. Yeah, just like all within my hands. It was perfect just how it was and they had to go. No, I'm just kidding. That, That... rendition is actually really good but that's how i felt about the black in 2020 like yeah i heard it and i was like Ugh. like this could have been executed a lot better they could have done something better you know they could have picked a better song to to turn i would have loved to hear fucking injustice for all even i don't know like just anything right. but like I, that song yeah. as an, it can work as an acoustic song but not with the melody line and how they did it, it I, I felt like it just it should have been a lot better, but you know, to each their own. And I think we're on the same path here. I pick black and acoustic. You pick, you know, disposable hero acoustic. I think the consensus is Metallica put down the acoustics. 
But here's the thing is I love creep acoustic for some reason. So like there's always an edge case. Dude, I love helpless effect. acoustic. <laughs> yeah. I remember that from way back. That's a, oh, yeah. that's a great cover. I agree. And that solo was better than record store day. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I was going to ask about it. I don't want to bait you. Yeah. Dude, I'm sitting here in my office. That was a great song that should not be. I just got bit by something and I can't figure out what the hell it was. Hmm. Well, I mean... I'm in Florida. I mean, there are big creatures down here, and I'm in a pretty much sealed room, and I can't figure out what just bit see, me in, that, in the leg that's, when I heard Disposable Heroes Acoustic. That's what's scary is because, yes, you are in Florida, Dude. which is like mini Australia, and they've got like a bunch of big shit there. So the fact that you... I'm looking all around my desk. The fact that the computer, he got bit by chair. something that he can't see, now that's, yeah. that's freaky down there because you can see everything down there. If I don't survive, it's, it was a hell of an episode, boys, and it was nice knowing you tomorrow. I might not be going to Fort Lauderdale tomorrow to hear him open with a bread fan and close with Trapped because that was a hard bite. Maybe you got bit by, like, a ghost, a spirit. Maybe you, are you, like, living on an ancient Indian burial I grounds or something? Or it's, or you had, like, a stroke because you thought I said actual disposables and that that's was probably your body's it. reaction. Is, is, half your, yeah. is half your body numb right now? Are you drooling down one side and... As soon Lift as you your arm above your just, head. I just pictured track five on puppets, and I'm like, "Oh my god, how dare you say that?" Your left arm isn't numb, is it? You're not. You're not. You're not going to puke. See, I already fucked up. You said put your right arm up. I put my wrong arm up. <laughs> I think I just said put your. You're definitely having a stroke. I just said put your a, an arm up. Which one of me are you talking to? <laughs> Larry, did I hear you say you have a master albums ready to go? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, that's a couple seasons ago. OG, talk about a guest that comes prepared. You you must be a a creative graphic designer or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, I don't want to spend five minutes on it. I just want you to rattle off your track listing of your of your master of album. I think this is going to be cool. And if you have something for an album cover that you'd like to either describe or show us that we'd like to see that or hear about it as well. I'm sure he doesn't, Jeff. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't, but I do have ideas. It definitely I, was say, I figured he'd have ideas. because I, mean, I thought for sure he'd so. have one. Now I'm really disappointed. No wonder your name's Larry. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I didn't get didn't go that far because I was like, it's just going to be never-ending. But uh, So it would be titled The Four Horsemen, and there would be some semblance of the four riders on the cover in some sort of sketch. You know, if, if I sketch it up, it would look like. Either sketched or spray paint. All but three of them would be on listing. horses, and Rob would be on the donkey with a sombrero. <laughs> yeah, the three, ho- the three horsemen, the, the three horsemen, and the ass man, and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> now I want him to create that album cover. <laughs> Done. Something tells me you could whip that up in about thirty minutes with your talent. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do after this call when I'm still revved up from this conversation. We're, that's going to be one of the pictures we post. In his, Jeff, in his episode. The three horsemen then. Yeah, you're going to wake up to like a bunch of concepts of that on Facebook and then a PDF to the Masterclass brochure and a bunch of random shit that I think about. After the <laughs> Fucking right. We're, so, we're holding you yeah. to it, Larry. Oh, my God. Sure. Um, Let's so hear the track list. Down them. This has been a Black while. I'm excited. Wow. Oh, oh, Blackens one. Sorry, one more thing. I know, I know. I'm such an ass for cutting you off again. One more thing. How many songs did you pick the full? Did we, what did we say, 12 or was it 14? I forgot. I did 10. ten. Oh, 
Yeah. The limit was 12. Golf clap because you didn't use the full amount, and I applaud anyone yep. who didn't use the full amount. He copied me. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make it as difficult as humanly possible. So from 1 to 10, Blackened is 1, Horseman is 2, Master is 3, Moth is 4. Moth, wow. Yep. Uh, Unforgiven is 5, Harvester is 6, Through the Never is 7, Spit Out the Bone is 8. Um, also, I, I wanted the Pittsburgh uh, Met Club chapter to be Pit Out the Bone, but I think someone, I nice. can take on more stuff. Uh, I think it's called like Steel City Ser- Sanitarium, but plug to change the name to Pit Out the Bone. Uh, 9 is To Live is to Die. And ten is sanitarium. Closing with sanitarium. So I, I gotta know wow. is this for you? Are you looking at this as an album that you wish they would have released as a studio record? They go in at some certain time and this is the record that if if they went in, this is what your ideal Talica record would sound like? Or is this like, oh, this is just the greatest hits? Sort of a combination of both. I looked at it more as like a narrative. So I tried to take songs that fit into like the, how we could thematically have it all tie into the four horsemen. So maybe blackened is pestilence. The four horsemen is maybe the, the horseman coming master of puppets is, you know, uh, one of them's hold over something. So, so it's almost I tried a concept. To sort of weave a narrative. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I don't think we've had someone do a concept record yet. That was, we could talk about it for an hour. I liked how Moth was in there with all those classics. Moth and That's, Spit. That shows you how strong Moth is. Moth and Spit. That's surprising. No, Pit. Yeah, Pit. Pit out the moon, yeah. Pit out uh, the moon. Closing with Sanitarium. Joint. What a track. Oh, yeah, that would, wow. that would be good. Pit out the bone where they serve bone marrow. <laughs> bone marrow on toast. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's hard picturing the sanitarium in the in the closing slot of a of an LP. From to live is to die. I feel like and and I like that cuz of the idea of them doing the sort of, you know, interlude and then maybe cutting to live is to die off. Like the binge and purge bass solo, maybe just do a piece of live is to die into sanitarium. Was my thinking there, so it was Classic. more like That's the live nice. play than the album play. Um if that helps. But I thought it would be cool to sort of end on, because Sanitarium has that same up, down, you know, heavy, melodic that that to live is to die. So I thought it would just be, you know, a little a little OG, maybe a little bit of a nod to Escape and Cthulhu and stuff like that to some of the older albums outros. I love it, dude. I just love how you came so prepared, Larry. That was that was like a hundred and four seasons ago that Jeff and I held a master album season and. We, I, I'm, I'm ready for the artwork. No, no pressure, but I'm ready for the artwork. Sombreros. Yeah, I'm running out of Metallica shit to do. Done. Say again, Jeff. I said sombreros and donkeys for our friend Rob. Make sure you give him the porn stash too. <laughs> Done. Yes. I'm afraid to open up my messages tomorrow morning. Dude, I am so excited. I, I Mr. Creative Master. I want to see James just come up like. With this. I want to see Lars like this on, you know, on the on the horse. I want to see Kirk going, you know, like this. And then Rob just on the little donkey with his sombrero and just like, wah! There's the art direction. If they they ever hear this episode, they're going to be pissed at me. I probably should stop. I want the St. Anger fist on the saddlebag. It better be on the necklace around James's neck. 
Saint Anger around his neck. I was gonna do like a big foam hand on Kirk of the Saint Anger fist Dude. instead of a foam finger. Exactly. Get your like in the sky. Get your Pope foam finger. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Did you just say pulp foam? Pulp foam finger, yeah. I can't even keep up with you tonight. You're just all over the place. I love it. <laughs> You're all jacked up on Mountain Dew for that road trip tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm exhausted. I'm ready to go to bed. That's why I'm talking about the pulp foam finger. <laughs> it's from a stand-up. <laughs> good, good old Ralphie May. He was a big fat guy, and then he died. That he did. R.I.P. Yes. Larry, it's been a hell of a conversation. I don't even know how to summarize this. I don't even know how to put it into a episode description. Jeff is going to spend 12 hours on the road tomorrow thinking of how to format that. I'm going to drive two hours to Fort Lauderdale to see the boys at Hard Rock. And when they don't hear, when they don't play Trapped Under Ice, I'm just walking out and then I'll, I'll think about how to summarize this on the way home. Uh, yeah, on the way home, he's going, to, he's going to say, fuck the 40th. You guys didn't play Trapped. I'm not going now. I might not be going. I'm just going to sit at home December 17th, 18th, and 19th and watch the Hydraulic Press Channel. That sounds like a really good weekend. I mean, <laughs> I like that idea. Larry, you've got a lot of work to do. You have an album cover to make. You have black album pins to get authorized. You have yep. other special secret projects to get authorized. You need to coordinate a meeting at HQ and bring Jeff and I as your assistants. And we have to get these in podcast for all shirts launched all in the next twenty four hours. You you might not sleep tonight. Man. We need to. We need. It's okay. I'm ready to go. We need to talk to Larry about some potential one the only tribute to Metallica merch in twenty twenty two. That's a damn good idea. And I want to talk to his father about cease and desist cease and desist letters and having private servers in your attic. <laughs> we can make it. We can make it happen. Um. Yeah, I'd love to talk about one stuff. Pops harder to pin down his schedule, but uh, I, I also really wish I didn't let him take that letter off me because I wish I still had it. It would be framed next to my my Metallica lyrics and shit. So what what's um, Pops's name? Larry. Hmm. Just like just like <laughs> so, just like my dad and I, Jeff and yeah. Jeff. Dude, that is legit. <laughs> that explains everything to a T. <laughs> There's a joke that all the Larrys are in my family, so I have two cousins, Larry. My brother has a different dad. His name was Larry. So there's a joke wow. that my mom only marries Larry. And then technically my dad and I are Lawrence's, but he's big Larry and I'm little Larry, even though I'm fucking six, four and he's five eleven. But damn, anyhow, six, four. too many Larry fit in the attic six, to get to those servers. I, I get it. Larry. The hair. I get it, Larry, because I'm Jeff. My dad's Jeff. My father-in-law is Jeff. My brother-in-law is Jeff. And then my aunt is also dating a Jeff. So in my family, Close family. I have five Jeffs. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, yes. too, it's too many. It's too. And then, oh, and then my grandfather was Harry. Yeah, <laughs> my grandfather was Harry. I'm like, you guys fucked up. You blew it. <laughs> you could have been Harry. You could have broke the chain. We had a streak going here, people. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So, but yeah, I just don't enjoy... think your fathers were creative, creative enough, or gave a shit about what your name was. To be honest. It's true. He just is like, yeah. I'll just, he I'll just, just like do it again. Yeah, I'll just call him Bub or something. Jeff and Larry were like, dude, the Steelers and Vikings games on. I got no time to think about a kid's yeah, game. Yeah, literally, that's that's what was happening. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Uh, have fun in Hilton Head. Have fun consuming whatever you have to drive there instead of fly there. <laughs> I got my secrets too, people. How you doing, Are you going people? Golfing? You going golfing? 
No, I want to, but I'm not bringing my clubs down, and I don't dare rent clubs because I have my clubs fitted for me. So, ooh, you're so special, man. Oh well, hey, man, you have to. It's like having a custom drum set fitted right to your, you know, specifications. Right, right, right. Like a God, we're picking. Like a you know, nice purple star classic. Yeah, dime a dozen. Yeah, Larry, keep right in touch, man. I will FaceTime both of you tomorrow from the Hard Rock in Fort Lauderdale. When they open with Bread Fan and close with Trapped. If not, in Podcast for All is turned into a circus act. And in Podcast for All merch coming your way very, very fucking soon. Larry can't say thank you enough. It's it's amazing. Thanks again, Larry. Thank you, gents. Really, really appreciate it. Dream come true to be on a podcast and talk about all things metallic and enjoy the shows and enjoy Hilton Head and uh, whatever you. is going to make your car smell like skunk, Jeff. Um, <laughs> America. Yeah, dude. It, Herbal supplements. Hey. Vitamins. Like Smokey said, God put it on the earth for you and me. It's true, yeah. It's green. It's organic. As long as it's not bat meat, you're good. <laughs> yeah, no. Bat Yeah, meat. no, no. I, I only, yeah. I, I'm Asian. I only eat dog meat. And sushi, I thought. I right? love sushi. So you're fine. I'm good. Fuck sushi, man. Shane, you need to, you need to enjoy the finer things in life. There are more things nope. than plain cheeseburgers. No. no, you couldn't pay me if you told me Metallica's gonna play Trapped Under Ice and you have to eat sushi. I I don't think I could stomach it. I really don't. <laughs> that, the, I mean, you know how serious that. Shit hey, is. you know what? We'll go back to we'll go, like no. We'll go back. We'll, we'll go back to those twelve show. steps at least on your first step. You admit it. So. I give you credit. That's true. That's how the episode kicked off. 12 sticks with a fucking hydraulic press, not sushi. Exactly. Now we're on the 12th step, and the 12th step is sushi. So, Okay, good point. <laughs> I just picture you going down the road tomorrow with a Let's Go Brandon flag on a rental car. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> on a Mini, right? Yeah. Oh, it was, an it mini. was a Fiat. I that earlier. Oh, Fiat. A Fiat. Same thing. Fiat with a Let's Go Brandon. Jeff, I will uh, talk to you, well, maybe next week, maybe the following week. I don't know. We'll see if you survive Hilton Head. Larry, I will talk to you in the next couple days, and uh, let's stay in touch, man. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, gents. Check you later, man. See ya.
my fat and he gasped.